Hi, this is Bob Williamson. Up, down, up, down. I was lying in bed this morning thinking about the mess our country is in and gritting my teeth. I began to imagine what it would be like to live without freedom of religion, speech, disbandment of police forces, not being able to own guns for protection. Should I move to some remote section of the country and build a bunker? Or perhaps even move to another country? Then I reminded myself that God does not want me to worry and that he is worth working everything out for good. I said, just rest in the Lord and keep the faith. It helped. I've lived through many periods of great distress in this country. I was a teenager living in Mississippi when civil rights demonstrations raged over integration and school busing. I was living in Memphis in 1968 when the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. took place and I stood on the balcony with some friends overlooking the downtown area and watched as black smoke rose from it. I was living in San Francisco most of the time that the Vietnam War demonstrations and riots were in full swing. And later I watched as downtown L.A. was looted and burned during the Rodney King riots. I've watched the various women's marches, climate control demonstrators, and others voice their displeasure and often hatred of our nation. And everyone remembers where they were the fateful day of 9-11 and the George Bush family Iraq war. Our country has been through the ringer, and yet our flag is still there, tattered as it may be. America the Beautiful has survived the ups and downs of its short history of just 244 years. It remains the most powerful nation in the world and has historically enjoyed individual freedoms that are so enticing that walls have to be built to keep people out instead of some countries where they force them to stay in, like Cuba. I've been making my way through the Old Testament for my daily Bible study. Currently, I'm studying the book of Judges. I find many parallels to our culture today in the Israelites' culture when Moses, with God's help, freed them from bondage of Egypt. And he passed it on to Joshua, who claimed the promised land for them. God miraculously delivered them, just as our brave men miraculously defeated the mighty British Empire. And our founders, many of whom were pastors, attempted to establish one nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. For the most part, that is exactly what happened. Was it perfect? No. Is it perfect today? No. But show me any country anywhere on this planet that is perfect. Alas, as good times or really bad times descended upon the Jewish people, 
they soon forgot about God. And God, as a consequence, withheld his blessings from them. It was an ugly pattern with the Jews in that they would soon forget about God, start worshiping the Canaanite gods and idol worship and engaging in temple prostitution, fertility rites, and child sacrifice. God's response was harsh, and he allowed them to be overrun by their enemies and taken into bondage. Then he heard their cries of despair and would raise up a righteous judge who would rule for a few decades, bringing them into prosperity. And when he died... He'd be replaced by an evil one, and they'd quickly descend back to their former ways with God's wrath soon to follow again. The pattern just kept repeating until finally God had enough and allowed their land to be completely overrun. They were taken as slaves and scattered all over the world. The real story was that they did not choose God-fearing leaders that honored God and the older people did not raise up their kids to know God, including his commandments and the consequences of not following them. Sound familiar? The only solution to our dilemma, as I see it, is to repent of bad behavior and pray for God to heal our land and to train our children to follow Jesus and not the world. I had an interesting exchange with an atheist reader over the weekend who told me I was on the wrong side of every issue. He's so liberal you could get papers on him, and he seemed to truly hate Christian. I thought it interesting that he seemed to be all in on the George Floyd protests, including the looting and arson, stating that it was just property. At the end of his nonsensical tirade, he wrote something really blasphemous about God and Christians that's unfit to print, and I responded that by all accounts, George Floyd was a dedicated Christian, and it seemed hypocritical for him to be champion our deceased Christian brother on one hand and cursing all the rest of us and the God he loved with the other. He didn't respond. As I've said for several years now, I cannot understand the liberal haters. I don't know of a single Christian, including me, that does not mourn the loss of our brother in Christ, George Floyd. I want to see justice performed, as we all do. And make no mistake, those responsible will die in prison or be very old men when they get out. Burning down cities, looting, rioting, injuring hundreds of police is not going to make things better. Anyone who thinks that is wrong. I urge you to pray to God and cry out to him, just as the Jews did. We are a sinful nation with racism and hatred still alive and, and well and too many white people, but also too many black people. All races have elements of racism. We also are faced with the horrible practice of abortion, illicit sex, drugs and alcohol, corruption, violence, just to name a few. It isn't much different than the Israelites after Joshua died. God doesn't tolerate sin forever. 
and I urge everyone to repent as a nation and pray before his wrath reaches the tipping point. God, who cannot lie, has promised that if we will do so, he will hear our prayers and answer them. If not, we can only pray that the rapture comes sooner rather than later. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. This is Bob Williamson. Thanks for listening.